0: Hi, I'm Troy. And uh when I was a kid, I had a friend named Down U, And Down U and I used to get into lots of trouble, but we really liked harassing Mr. Gordon. And uh for some reason old man Gordon liked me better than he liked Down U, but uh we uh we liked to torment anyway, we ding-dong ditch him, but we'd do it at his back door instead of his front door because we were cool. And uh one time he uh he caught me on the street and uh corded me against a tree and said, Son, down U better beware. If I catch you creeping around my back stair. I was I was a long way to go for that. <laughs> Good old Mr. Gordon.
1: Uh I'm uh I'm Chris. And we're the uh we're the creepazoids
0: who are taking over this week. Oh <laughs> nice. Yes, because normally we do Slaughterhouse Princess, but uh somehow we managed to convince uh Josh, Matt, and Charlie to give us the keys. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of stealing cars, this is Horror Show Hot Dog. And I don't know how the rest of this starts, but uh, I guess we'll get get into things. Uh, we we don't have a short this week because uh, they didn't think we could handle one. We're already doing uh, three times as many movies as we normally watch in a week. I don't know how... Uh, the horror show Hot Doggies managed to do that every single week. It's always amazed me. But they do three three movies in a short, and uh, we're only doing three movies. Uh, and I will probably might as well just jump into the first one. It is Creep, the uh, 2015 uh, one starring Mark Duplass. And uh, well, it's it's a found footage movie. So, uh, strike one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It depends on how you feel about that, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a dude answers Craigslist ad to, uh, videotape someone for a day, eight hours for like a thousand bucks. And, uh, if I could get paid a thousand dollars to do anything for eight hours, I'd wonder how illegal, what it is that I was doing. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, so Yeah. Dude takes the shakiest cam ever and drives out into the mountains, or somewhere in California, I assume, and uh, goes to to meet the dude there. But the dude's not there, so he putters around for a little bit, and then dude jump scares him because jump scares. Yeah, you know, comedy. <laughs> yeah. Or horror apparently jump scares are horror uh, but uh yeah so dude gives a whole big spiel about how he's dying and wants his unborn child to know what he was like so he's asked this guy to film him for for the day to so he can show his unborn do it uh, oh we don't know if it's a son or a daughter but they call it buddy yeah buddy. to know so so buddy will know what what mr uh mr joseph here is like And there is another jump scare with a werewolf mask. And then, yeah, and then so things go on. It turns out Joseph is a murderer and uh, chases chases the camera guy around a little bit and then ends up murdering him at the end. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, so... And now we get to go, and I believe now we go to the parts where we talk about what we like and don't like about this movie. Did, did you want to start there, Chris, with your uh your dissection? My my dissection? Yes. Well,
1: uh, found footage is a sticky uh, wicket. I don't think found footage is inherently bad, but it, it has to have a, a good hook. And this at least had a decent hook for found footage. I mean, it wasn't just like,
0: Oh, uh, for we're the. Gonna have a camera and stuff. Yeah, for the first part, maybe. Like, yeah. at least. Like, I feel like Blurry Witch did a better job explaining why there was a camera through the whole thing.
1: Yeah, after it's done filming,
0: once the, guy, the, the point. Once they get to, like, the part where uh, camera guy is being stalked, there's really no reason for him to have a camera all the time.
1: Yeah, and, uh, did, did the guy do a Joseph? He does a very admirable job of coming off as a creepy weirdo.
0: Okay. <laughs> Your audio is crazy right now. Mine is? Okay, you're a little bit better now. I I missed like whatever whatever you said after I stopped talking, I completely missed. <laughs>
1: Uh, the Joseph guy does a good job being a creepy weirdo. Yeah,
0: I That's mean... Some weird stories, man. Yeah, like, I the, the, I didn't like the guy at the beginning, but once he went serial killer, I kind of really liked him. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me.
1: Yeah, the whole story with, uh, with his supposed wife was super
0: unsettling. Yeah, but... I, but I, there's there's probably one detail about that that I thought you might pick up on that would bother you what's that and, and that's when he said he left her uh tied up and then when he came home the next morning or pretended to come home like the that you know it was him coming home that morning uh she apparently wasn't tied up and didn't say anything about it Well, so, yeah. I mean I expected that continuity error to grab you there Chris come on
1: Nah, uh, I was uh I was too enthralled with the rest of the wildly inappropriate story to tell a complete stranger.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it was like the only way it could have been worse if it was like ancestral bestiality.
1: Yeah, and it was only it was only kind of bestiality.
0: Yeah, it was where bestiality. It was furriality. Yeah. That's true. Um so yeah, like I the first, the beginning of this movie I thought was terrible. I thought like I love a movie that starts with a grown man in a bathtub talking to invisible children <laughs> and bathing them. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know that like, dude just came off so weird, and that you're like, why would you? Why would you spend any time with this guy? Like I feel like a normal person would have been like, and I'm out. Like, he'd just been like, I'm gonna go use your bathroom. You just stay right here. Up here in this room, I'm gonna go use your other bathroom, and then I would just got in my car and driven off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I forgot something in my car, and that's uh, how
0: I I um need to not be here. I have to go get that. So, yeah, the dude was just too weird, um, and not charismatic enough. Like you could tell they were going for the whole like, oh, serial killers are often you know very charismatic and manipulate you know and manipulate people well and. And this dude, the, the the character just didn't pull it off well enough. Like he was just too weird to to really like be like, oh, I want to spend more time with this guy.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's weird that the he becomes more relatable as a character when it turns out that he's a crazy
0: murderer. Yeah, he makes more sense that way, which I think actually is kind of cool to me that the character makes more sense as a killer. You know, like there's something off about him until you until he reveals what's going on. You're like, "Oh, okay, yeah. That makes sense now." It's like it's like the it's like when you have that friend in high school or college that you're, you're really good friends with, but there's just something off about him and then they're like, "Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm gay." And you're like, "Yes." that is it that now you're now you make perfect sense to me you are a hundred percent you make hundred percent sense to me now okay like it was like that kind of thing like when he when his werewolf killing mask came out of the closet he made more sense
1: yeah it's i do i do enjoy it has good Chekhov's acts which i can
0: i could sign off on oh yeah 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 Chekhov's anything is always good for me um and yet, so, but there is a. I do like that you're kind of watching this movie and you're like, oh, this dude is so weird. Uh, like, he's trying to be like a centric, like, eccentric, like, tech giant owner or something, or tech startup owner kind of character. And you're just like, oh, this dude's just weird and just annoying. And, oh, uh, God, I don't like this guy at all. And then, you know, he tells the story about how he dressed up like a wolf and. R- pretend raped his girlfriend and well one it's not really clear that she knew it was him so it may have just been actual rape which was uh it was squicky, which you know and then two and then so i like though that the guy's like here have another drink and drugs the the you know drugs joseph and steals his phone and call and, and gets a call from the sister, you know, from this dude's a woman this dude knows, presumably his sister or girlfriend. Yeah, like we're not oh wait, no, thinks it's his girlfriend or wife, no, thinks it's his wife, his pregnant wife with with buddy. And the and the girl's like, No, I'm I'm his sister. And she's like, Who are you? Like on my brother's phone. He's like, Oh, I'm this dude that that this guy hired. And she's like, Get out. Get out now. And you're like, Oh shit, shit just got real, son, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah that was that was great and then that whole bit when like he comes out and Joseph isn't isn't where he left him uh, that's when like the finally this movie started to get its fingers around my heart and just squeeze a little bit which was great and th- that was one of my favorite parts of the movie yeah for me after he leaves the cabin it kind of goes downhill except for when he wakes up in the middle of the night and he could he hear something and then uh, he's wandering around his house looking around, and, and there's just Joseph standing there in front of his you know his glass door watching him that was nice and creepy
1: and the, the whole movie would have ended different if the if cameraman's didn't make a series of poor decisions
0: yeah or if he just gone back and watched the videos he'd made and been like oh he was staying there watching me the whole time Oh, good. Now I finally have the evidence I need to get that restraining order that I called the cops about earlier.
1: Yeah, he was so worried about this dude. He called the cops, but not so worried about this dude that he wouldn't go meet him at the park.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I completely forgot to give the Spanish name for this this movie. Oh. Because, you know, because Josh does that every episode. So Creep, the Spanish the Spanish for Creep is... Yo estoy feo y gordo. Ah,
1: I I don't I I think that's too long, but I don't know Spanish, so
0: <laughs> no. I mean, Sp- Spanish is kind of like the reverse of German. You know, like with German, you can take a bunch of words and smash them into one word. Well, with with Spanish, you got to kind of do the opposite. Sometimes you had to make like one word into multiple words. I believe that. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, so getting to the park. So this dude gets the invitation to to meet. Uh, Mark Duplass at the park, and you know he gives us some sob story about I don't know like I forget what, he, what the even the the reason it was. It's some sob story about how he's really not that bad, and he and he feels lonely, and he just wants to talk. And so, videographer guy goes to the park, sits on a bench by the water, facing the water, and just stares at the water. For a good 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, and and somehow he manages to come up behind him and doesn't hear him as he pulls an axe out of his trench coat, which I thought was equal parts stupidest thing
0: I've ever seen and great. <laughs> well, he's wearing a Highlander trench coat. That's what it is. Yeah, there can be only one. <laughs> yeah, I also like that he puts on the werewolf mask to, to kill him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I did like the the very end where he opens up his uh his murder cabinet. It and and just he's done this about 300 times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I also liked um like when he hits the dude with the axe, the guy just kind of slumps over. And then he just hit, presumably hits him again except they try for a jump scare instead, followed by quickly followed by another jump scare. Yeah. Which was just uh that was I'd they tried they had four jump scares in this that i just went every time i saw i saw it it didn't make me jump. Even i just was like fuck you fuck you and then fuck you fuck you at the end (laughs) yeah
1: that's fair so Uh,
0: is there anything else you want to pick apart about this
1: uh i did like the fact that uh animal pornography was a phrase that got thrown around
0: yeah i like how he accused his wife of watching it yeah in the story that was good because his
1: internet was too slow on account it was clogged up with all that animal pornography
0: (laughs) well the fur gets caught in the tubes
1: (laughs) like isn't isn't that what they mostly show on like animal planet and stuff like what does that even mean <laughs> i, I to Google know. it, but i didn't want to end up on some watch list
0: now okay so i have a friend i don't i may have told this story before but i'm not sure so my friend matt uh li- lived was living with his parents for a while i think he might have been a teenager at the time and uh so his mother is was a lawyer and so she often had documents couriered to the house so that she could review them later and uh so he's at home and he's and I think we're in Saudi Arabia. So the only thing he could watch was like Animal Planet, some kind of nature channel. And so he's watching this show and it's about the mating habit. It, well, part that he's watching is about the mating habits of pigs. And so he hears a ring at the door. He opens up the door. There's a dude there with a courier package and the TV is like and the and the most astonishing thing about the pig's penis isn't that it's six feet long. It's that it spins like a corkscrew at so many mi- RPMs. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, I'll take that package now. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so yeah. Nature shows of all about por- animal pornography. <laughs> Chris is now speechless. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say about animal pornography. I don't have any sweet anecdotes about it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hi, Matt. I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know you want to you throw a number on this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. It had some good uh, tension buildups here and there. Kind of peters out towards the end for me personally. All in all, I say, mm, I'll give it a 6 out of 10 tubbies. Just, tubbies, huh? Yeah, it's, it seemed like they had a good idea, but they didn't know. They had a good idea for a guy who was crazy and killed people and was all weird, but didn't really know what to do with it exactly.
0: Yeah, um, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I did. Yes, yeah, so the The first part of the movie bored me to tears and I wanted to just turn it off. I'm glad I didn't because I ended up really enjoying the second half quite a bit. Uh, I did like when he had the werewolf mask on and was standing in front of the door and the guy's like, you're not going to let me out, are you? And he just like shakes his head no. And then he says something else and then Mark Duplass kind of just sways his hips back and forth and I'm like, oh, is he going to like kill him or bone him? I'm not sure which way this is going. Either way, it's not going to be pleasant. So, um, I will give it 4.176942 gyrating werewolf pelvises. That's that's some fine numbering. (laughs) That's for Matt. I assumed. (laughs) Uh, So uh, uh, next up, we have Creepy, the 2016-2017 Japanese movie. Uh, creepy being, um, was a uh, via con via con gringos. Yes. Is, uh, is a uh, Spanish for creepy. And, uh, it is a Japanese movie. Uh, it is a Kurosawa film and not a McNabb film. And also not like the Kurosawa most people think of like seven, Sam- seven samurai. Uh, this is a different Kurosawa. I would assume, I think. The and, been uh, for a while, let's see, where does it start? Chris, do you remember where it starts? Um, uh, it starts at uh
1: the they're interrogating some gentleman at the police station, and they're uh you know doing their back and forth. You can tell right away that this is uh definitely some sort of crimey movie, you know, like a like a Seven kind of a deal, or a yeah. Silence of the Lambs sort of thing, and uh. The the guy that they're interrogating busts out. Detective Mans gets stabbed in the leg with a. Fork. I think I got stabbed in the, I thought I got stabbed in the kidney. He got stabbed somewhere. I don't remember. It was with like <laughs> a fork.
0: Is all I remember. And it was like a sawed-off fork, <laughs> like somebody like it was like a fork that he had somehow sawed off at a diagonal, which made it more deadly somehow. I guess. Super deadly fork. <laughs> Not like there's regular I mean, forks. But he was in Japan. Where did he get a fork anyway? Um,
1: I don't know. Super potato. <laughs> what? That's a place in Japan. It's the first <laughs> thing I can think of.
0: <laughs> it would be hard to eat a potato with with chopsticks. So sure. And so uh, that makes him give up his
1: life as a detective, and now he's a professor of criminology at some university somewhere. Yeah. Um, and him and his lady friend moved to a new place. They're handing out, you know, chocolates like you do in Japan, I guess, when you move into a place.
0: Yeah, you know, you go door to door, say hi to your neighbors. Even if all your neighbors are really, really creepy and weird. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah. Like the one with the lady moaning in the back in the basement. <laughs> yeah, like that one. Ah, it's just my mom. She she's bedridden. Yeah, we was in the moan chamber this time of the day,
1: usually. <laughs> And uh so every time he thinks he's out, they drag him right back in. Yep. And they, they bring him in on some cold case where there there is a mysterious disappearance of a family.
0: Yeah, like yeah, he sees it like it's it's a crime statistic. He's like, Why is this listed as a crime? Just like three people just disappeared like while their daughter was off at like daughter camp. So I mean, is it a crime or is it just weird? Yeah,
1: so they uh they hunt down the daughter to get to the bottom of that while uh the wife is having all sorts of wacky misadventures with the creepy neighbor guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. The wife the stay at home wife has to deal with like stay at home creepy neighbor a lot. Yeah.
1: And there's a lot of a lot of uh them being weird back and forth. Yeah. A lot of Trying to figure out the mystery of
0: the missing family. Yep. And they do find the family ziplocked up, mm-hmm. like space bagged. <laughs> yep. After the space bag incident,
1: old uh, Professor Man thinks that the creepy neighbor
0: is the guy who did all this stuff because of varying reasons. One of them being that their houses are situated in the exact same formation. Yeah, which seems like a really weird detail to pick up on, but whatever. Uh, well, I mean, it's like, I don't know, maybe housing developments are more or less common in Japan. And so, you know, things being arranged in the same way may be either very special or very common. And he, um,
1: his his buddy from the police force goes to check out uh, his, his lead because he's like, hmm, things don't seem right. Manages to get blown up in the neighbor's house.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool, actually.
1: Yeah. And uh, Professor Mans, he's he's kind of starting to lose it. Because the the creepy guy next door has a creepy kid. who's like, hey, that's not really my dad. He, I'm not really his kid. So he uh, tries to call him out on it. Starts whooping on him in the process. When the police show up. And then the police get on Professor Man, they're like, hey, you can't be doing that.
0: Yeah, because presumably uh, a creepy guy had called the police before going over to Professor Man's house to confront him. And so, you know, did the whole trick where, oh, look, I called the cops, but I'm getting beaten up when the cops show up so that the other guy gets arrested.
1: That classic gambit. Yes. So, um, Turns out that the lieutenant or whoever it is is like, nah. I think you're onto something here. We should uh, we should go check it all out or whatever. And turns out that he's got a pretty sweet murder dungeon. Yep. And uh, the lieutenant guy gets his. He's uh, managed the uh, the creepy man has got his wife now on uh, on team, murder guy.
0: Because of the drugs, I believe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because of drug and uh he basically uh manages to get the upper hand on a professor man after uh he shows up to try to save his wife and everything but it don't work so they're all they're all moving out they're a family now a new family and they're gonna start over yep so he goes looking for a uh, a suitable arrangement of houses
0: Because you have to use the same arrangement of houses, otherwise it doesn't work. Yeah.
1: And uh, it turns out the dog's getting on his nerves, so he decides to let Professor Band go to shoot the dog, I guess to prove that he's in control. Yeah. uh, That don't work so good
0: on account he gets shot about five times. Yep. And then Creepy Girl runs off with the dog because she's free, and then Wife has a mental breakdown because she doesn't know where she get any more drugs. Yeah. Or also because she did horrible things and feels bad about it. One of the two. A little of both, maybe.
1: <laughs> so where do where do we start to unpack this one, Troy?
0: Uh, let's start with the fact this movie was really long. <laughs> it was really long. It was really long. Um, I feel like there's probably some things that could have been cut. Uh, the opening could have been shortened quite a bit. I mean, it's great that, okay, he's not a cop anymore because he got stabbed and the woman that he was trying to save by talking to the serial killer got killed because he tried talking instead of letting them shoot him. Uh, okay, fine. Like that, that's fine. But there's just too much, too much padding in this story. You know, there's, there's scenes at the university they could have taken out. I would say the shape of this story is very flabby. It is uh, kind of a kind of a sideways, kind of like a horizontal ellipse, one might say, and uh, it need to be tightened up at least, you know, closer to a circle, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, I just. Parts of it were interesting, but it definitely uh, felt it was more clever than it was, too, because there was a couple things in there that you could tell are supposed to be twists like, oh, when he hands the gun to the wife to to shoot cop man or professor man. And, you know, do like, oh, look, I don't kill people I just help. I just allow people to kill people, basically, is what I do. And despite the fact that he literally had shot someone earlier in the back of the head earlier in the movie. And also, was drugging people. But he kept insisting he wasn't insist- insisting he wasn't a criminal, despite the fact he had done at least two or three obviously criminal things in the movie <laughs> that we had seen. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so like she doesn't shoot the cop man, and then she appears to go to him, and I was like, oh, she's totally still on team crazy dude. And lo and behold, she injects Professor Man with some kind of. I don't know, sedative, narcotic, something, knock him out, and that's when he wakes up in the van later. And I was like, okay, yeah. And then when the then when crazy guy gives Professor Man the gun to shoot the dog, I was like, oh, he's totally gonna shoot the crazy guy instead, and he totally did. And you're just like, mm. like, come on. I know you think you're being clever with these twists. You're like, but you're. It's really. Pre- it's strangely predictable. I don't know if that was just because. I've seen too many of these kinds of movies. I'm just like, Oh, this beat happens and that beat happens. And then, then on it goes or what, but yeah. Um, the wife's part of the story didn't really make any sense either to me. I think it was supposed to be implied that, uh, he had been injecting her with drugs, like from some of the earliest meetings, but you had no real, Idea of that until the very end, so it just seemed like he was being weird. And I don't know, I didn't. They they kind of sprang that on on you towards the end in a way that I they felt they should have foreshadowed better. Um, let's see, anything else yeah, the, I didn't like? The guy, uh, the not guy. Uh, that's probably what I didn't like. I, d- despite all, I mean, there are lots of good parts to this too. Um, I think uh the the daughter actually the the daughter the fake daughter and then the daughter whose family had all died i think they both actually did a really good job with their characters acting wise um i especially liked the girl who's the girl whose family disappeared i thought she did a great job acting and i kind of like that they left it ambiguous as to whether or not she actually knew what happened Like, cause technically she was supposed to be out at, you know, daughter camp for the week. And so it's possible that he just convinced everyone to kill each other over the course of that week and then moved on and she just came back and they were all gone. But it seems like it was more his MO to enlist her help to do it. But then he left her behind, which he didn't seem to want to do. So I'm really not sure what her story was. And I'm kind of okay with that. And I kind of actually like that. Because I feel like you, you, know, you can have your own little headcanon for that, and it doesn't affect anything, but it makes you, you know, you, it's part of the story that you get to kind of create for yourself. I kind of like that. How about you, Chris? You got anything to chime in with here? I didn't, uh...
1: I didn't really get what, what, how this guy could have possibly gotten away with this for years and years. You're supposed to believe he's some sort of, like, uh, he's manipulating everybody somehow with his raw charisma which doesn't seem to exist for the most part. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty sketchy dude. And I I don't I don't buy the whole I get what they were going for like he's he's being one way to some people and another way to uh, other people to get him into his little trap or whatever. But it seems like uh it's all really dependent on a bunch of outside circumstances he has little control over. I mean, all, yeah. All it would take would be a, like fake daughter to be at school one day and be like, "No, nah, I'm not coming home anymore." Like,
0: yeah, are you, they're definitely going for like a kind of a Charlie Manson kind of feel for this guy, and he just didn't have he didn't he didn't have the charisma to pull that off.
1: Yeah, and and like you were saying, every time they were like, "Check out this sweet twist," you were like, "Yeah, that'd be a twist if I didn't know that was going to happen already." It's not a twist when you already know yeah and so far as the acting i i don't know it's hard it's hard with acting critique in a foreign language film because i'm not sure yeah they they might have been doing fine they might have been doing awful i had to rely on the subtitles so
0: (laughs) yeah i will say one thing i liked um was at one of the meals when the wife was starting to talk about how she was feeling like she wasn't geo that she had hoped that moving was going to like make life better, but she doesn't really feel like she connected to anything. And when they, when she was saying that they, they were shooting her from his point of view across the table with, uh, an open doorway behind her. So she was just kind of like hanging in a dark void when she said that, which I thought was a really nice touch. And, uh, there's a couple other shots like that that are really nice. But overall, I would say the, I felt like the, the cinematography was kind of pedestrian. Like it was, it was normal cinematography. There wasn't too much special about it, except for a couple scenes.
1: Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job, though, with uh, setting the the kind of atmosphere. There was a, a lot of suitably uh, creepy looking places, like the weird half overgrown park. Yeah the the way that the the houses all looked kind of old and run down, but when when they were at the uh, like the university, it looked all
0: sleek and modern. Although the the seats in the uh in the the lecture hall my wife said they looked like urinal seats and she was kind of right like they they flip down from the back and they're kind of just plastic they're like oh it just looks like you know like oh like it's like a toilet seat that everyone sits on
1: yeah i mean it's it had its moments it could have been tightened up with some editing i think knock about 20 minutes 30 minutes off of this thing probably would have been for its benefit
0: yeah but i mean i, I it, like i don't know exactly what i would cut though sometimes a lot of times i'm like oh this movie's too long just like eliminate this storyline and it will be fine but there was there wasn't that much in there that just there's no like old storylines you can get rid of in this movie i don't think
1: yeah I don't, it could uh they could have got rid of the whole uh, first daughter murder subplot and just had him go looking and then f- say, this house is weird. Let's check it out.
0: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't know how they would have like, just stumbled across the bodies that way. Yeah. And you
1: also would have missed out the part where he, Professor Man, slams her into the washer and dryer. like a yeah.
0: asshole. <laughs> yeah, he definitely starts to lose it, which I kind of like. You get a little bit of his, his descent into s- semi-madness there. Yeah.
1: But uh, it's 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 pretty pretty okay. It was run of the mill. Nothing real awful, nothing real great. I don't know.
0: You want to put a number on it? Sure. Um I actually I think overall liked this better than creep, so I will go with a five five point two five two I think on it. Uh, the 5.252 um vacuum sealed corpses
1: I liked it more before we started talking about it
0: <laughs> usually we're supposed to talk each other into liking movies more not less yeah like this time
1: I like it I like it a little less than my original assessment I think I'm I'll go pretty close but I think I'm only gonna go with a with a five. A five out of ten, Operation Chocolates, <laughs> handmade Operation Chocolates. Yeah, not those thousand yen a piece ones. Yeah, seems like a lot. I don't know how much. I don't know what the conversion rates are.
0: Um, like point oh oh seven. Uh, what is it one yen is point oh oh seven dollars or so? Wow, well, that still <laughs> seems expensive. It's about seven dollars a chocolate. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you want to take a break real quick? It sounds like my dog needs to be fed.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll take a quick break and come back with Creepazoids.
0: Yeah. Uh. And finally, we're, we're uh, at Creepazoids, which is, Este gringo me pidio que tradujera titulos de películas para él. That seems legit. Yes, it's, it's Spanish. Spanish, the, the language of the long-winded people, apparently. But, uh, creepazoids set in the future hell that is 1998. Da, da, da. <laughs> Which, I guess, was, what, 10 or 11 years from when this movie was made? But <laughs> it's now 19 years ago. Oh, man. Yeah, so, we have, uh... Oh yes, quick quick uh, sidebar here. Uh, apparently, you can also find creepazoids under Zombie Decadence Two, and uh, the quality of it is better for some reason. And I'm not sure what Zombie Decadence One is about, but it seemed weird that this movie would be a sequel to something. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: not decadent by my calculations no. of decadence.
0: No, they definitely did not. Uh, yeah, the. the timestamps for not decking, that's for sure. Uh, but, so it starts out with a group of adventurers, military types uh, working their way through a cityscape and then it's going to start acid raining on them so they go hide in a building they find which turns out to be some kind of research center and they they promptly split up because that's what you do in movies is you you split five people into two groups of two and then as you're getting ready to set out the fifth person goes uh guys guys what what about me and then you say oh you go you go deal with computer stuff dude because you're, you're you yeah you <laughs> sure up nerdlinger yeah yeah and uh, apparently it's very cold in that building like set of friends cold um, which could be distracting at times and one group goes off and finds a shower Uh, one group finds a computer one dude finds a computer and what's the the other group finds what do they even find anything I don't know the mess hall or something yeah like something nothing important and then they all decide to eat Together and it's kind of shot, I guess, kind of like the 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 meal scene from Alien, which I feel like, or Aliens. I feel like they were trying to go for an Alien or Aliens feel in this scene when one one of the ladies apparently is really good at cooking the food there, and they're all excited about it, and one, then Linnea Quigley is like, "I need to go take a shower because I'm dirty." And then dude's like, I want to go stand guard so that no one can see her naked. And then she's, of course, is like, you're going to come shower with me now, buddy. (laughs) And he's like, I thought so. (laughs) And so they shower. Everyone else. Nerdlinger goes back to the computer to computerize some more. And he finds amino acids listed. And he tries to crack access codes and doesn't succeed. And then he goes, looks in a book and a five and a quarter inch floppy disc falls out of the book, which made me so happy. Cause I haven't seen one of those in a long time. And it's got somebody's diary on it for some reason. And it's all about how they've got us all locked in here. Someone's going to lose their, going to blow their top at some point. Cause we're all stuck in here together and I think someone, so-and-so is suspicious. So, uh, so, you know, things are going to get weird. And then it, then it's, then he doesn't see any more, but finds a vent under the desk somehow, you know, desk vent. Yeah. Like, and not just any vent. This is like a yard square. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like three feet by three feet. <laughs> Vent. It, it's vent. It, it's it's like it's like climb through here is written on the front of this vent.
1: Yeah, it says free hugs and candy this way.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so he goes through uh, can- the candy vent and uh, sticks his hand in some nasty looking poo like substance. It's definitely fecal matter of some sort. Yeah, which and then. The next, and then hilariously, the next, like they cut away from that. They cut to him having come out of the vent into this area and he pushes up his glasses with that hand. And I was like, dude, you, you either don't wear glasses normally or you didn't actually stick your hand in poo because if you had stuck your hand in poo, you would not be touching your glasses with that. <laughs> and yeah, so, and then he's attacked by some creature, which sticks its mandibles in his neck. Yeah. And then he is in the mess hall eating with the rest of the group because apparently he just wandered out of there and didn't remember being attacked. That's not something you bring up at dinner. That'd be rude. Yeah. I guess. It's like, Oh, by the way, guys, I know you're eating, but there's a giant monster under living underneath this, this warehouse area thing. So yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. And then he eats some food and then his fingers start to f- meld together and he vomits up a bunch of black stuff and dies like you do yeah i mean and they're like maybe it was the cooking and and it was like dude we all ate the food only one of us like vomited up like satan's jizz so i don't think it's the food and uh <laughs> fair a fair point <laughs> yeah And so then they go look at the list of amino acids again. Apparently, they're all amino acids that the human body can't synthesize. But I guess if the human body could synthesize those amino acids, they wouldn't need to eat. And since he, if his body was making those and he ate, apparently he would turbocharge and vomit up black goo. So that was their explanation. Come on. Yeah. I, uh, I, I may not be up on my, or my biochemistry, so... Um, yeah, so we have one dude dead now and where are they, they, where are they? They, they all end up like in a room together and then they see, and then the power goes out. Yeah. And so one guy's like, Oh, it's the generator. I will run off by myself to go find the generator and gets attacked by a, a like a rodent of unusual size. And they shoot that with a laser gun? A laser pistol? It's 1998, man. It's the future. Yeah, we all we all have laser pistols. I don't know why I'm saying that like we don't. And so laser pistol rat dies. Um, they go exploring some more and uh, the leader guy gets attacked but somehow survives and the girls end up in the bunk area and one of, and Linnea quickly was talking about how she's not afraid of death. She's only afraid of rats. So of course, giant rats attack and one crawls up the back of her shirt. That's pretty great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like gently like giving her love nibbles on the back of her neck while it's tail swings back and forth out the back. And eventually they get that off of her and the, the cooking lady, uh, gets sticks her uh they, they they both end up on top of the uh one of the bunks looking for the rats and so she sticks her head down to look under the bed and moves a blanket and of course it just latches onto her throat and tries to eat her throat out and she had to check its proteins. Yes, it's proteins because apparently the the fur of the other rat was just full of proteins. Far more proteins than any normal rat would have. And so then she turns into like a beast monster kind of thing. Looks kind of like a dude. Like, I think like they swapped her out with a stunt double. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So she goes, she goes beast mode on uh, Linnea Quigley and Linnea Quigley has to drop a bookshelf on her ass to, 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 to kill her. And uh, oh, oh, Captain Guy gets kidnapped by the monster again, and Linnea quickly tracks him down and gets killed by the monster, and then Captain Guy wakes up again, because I thought Linnea quickly was going to go all final girl on the monster, but nope, she, she gets gacked. And so the Captain Dude finds a first aid kit and opens up what a, a paper co- a paper covered like sticky black heroin ball. I don't know what that was, but <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. So <laughs> black tar heroin. He's like, "This will do the trick." And he fills a syringe full of black tar heroin and injects it into the neck of the monster and the monster's head falls off. <laughs> yeah. Seems reasonable. <laughs> and so well, he's celebrating his victory by heroin a tiny baby crawls out the neck of the monster.
1: That's so good too.
0: <laughs> it's like baby monster. Like I'm sorry. More like, when I say baby monster, I mean like baby puppet that looks kind of creepy, like kind of like the, um, if the, so I told the original total recall, the face that lives in that one dude's body, who's actually the leader of the resistance it looks kind of like that dude, only with like a tiny baby body added onto it. And, uh, yeah, so that crawls around and jump scares the dude a few times and they have an epic battle and dude, does he, he dies killing the baby thing. I think, and, so. and then, the, but then there's a little tiny bit at the end where the baby thing starts to move again. And so we have our, our little stinger. Right, that the thing kind of survives, doesn't it? It it it's heavily implied, setting yeah. this up for Zombie Decadence
1: Three, Creepazoids Two, Creepazoids Two colon Zombie Decadence Three.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, don't. What are, what are your thoughts on this one, Chris? It
1: this this is the kind of thing that's in my my wheelhouse personally. I'm a big fan of um, what most people would call garbage. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it's a fair assessment. <laughs> I I really I really like it. I
1: like the fact that the story is inconsequential that it these guys all apparently ran off of the front lines of this nuclear holocaust war and that now they've retreated to this totally not a self-storage area. <laughs> And it's, the the monster is, the shot at the end for the climactic final battle, the monster looks so horrible.
0: It is, it is like 1970s Doctor Who rubber suit monster.
1: But I, I still love it so much. Yeah. Stuff doesn't make sense. People make terrible decisions. Why does its head fall off? because he shot it full of unnamed drug he found in a <laughs> room obviously <Okay. laughs> the uh i like the way that everybody reacts to one of the giant rats when it attacks someone
0: is to scream yeah to oh my god <laughs> man yeah. it doesn't matter yeah apparently the uh, the apocalypse uh destroyed anyone's ability to react to rats attacking people <laughs> I like the fact that the computer sounds like Simon. I kind of wish it had asked, me if, asked them if, if they wanted to play a game. Yeah, the
1: only winning move is not to play. Yeah. I like the fact that the computer explodes in the craziest <laughs> explosion a computer has ever exploded into.
0: Oh, yeah, because like the, the, the Creepazoid monster just like shoots black spray onto it until it just... Mm explodes. <laughs> I'm not even sure, like, what what that stuff was. It sprays it on a few things. It, like, it does varying things depending on what it's being used on, so it's like, it's a multi-purpose black spray, I guess. It does whatever you need it to do. <laughs> it's the Windex of Monster Venom.
1: I like the fact that, that amino acids created this monster somehow, or some shit. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's really, really interesting. It's a, it's a fun time capsule. In a world where that was a thing that people made, and put out. He choked the little baby with its own umbilical cord.
0: <laughs> yeah, I forgot how he killed it exactly. That was pretty good. I mean,
1: they set it up for a sequel. I'm, I'll kickstart that sequel. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't think you'd have to spend much money to equal the budget on this one <laughs> this This is a weird one because I'll probably rank it higher
1: than any rational person will, but <laughs>
0: yeah, um i mean i I too like a uh exploitation creature feature pretty well, but something about this one just kind of bored me um I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think I didn't care about most of the characters in this movie. The only two characters I liked in this movie were a nerdlinger computer guy who died pretty early on. I kind of liked him because he was seemed he was the closest to being the voice of reason in this movie, which needed a voice of reason a whole lot because everything else was just because movie. And, uh. So I, I liked him a lot. And then Linnea Quigley's character, just cause there's Linnea Quigley and she's awesome. And, uh, the other, the, the, the chef girl was, was okay too. That kind of like their little heart to heart. It does pass the Bechdel test because of that. So that's great. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like one, this movie was short. It was like 71 minutes long. I, could have used another 20 minutes of more interesting material and that would have helped this movie tremendously. There are a lot of like very like sketchy broad strokes kind of things going on. And you're kind of like, I'm not really sure what's why this is happening or what, what this is, it means, but Hey, it's here. So whatever. Um, yeah. I mean the monster, I, I grew up watching Dr. Who, like the old stuff. And love it. So the rubber suit monster didn't bother me at all, even though it was pretty obvious that its four legs were just like arm stilts in the front. So that the person could have four feet on the ground, but be kind of upright. (laughs) So, Which I always love. Uh, There's a good example of that in the pilot of the werewolf television show from the late 80s. Uh, You should go check that out. Uh, with the werewolf, with the same kind of situation where it can sit back on its haunches but have its f- four legs on the ground at the same time, obviously, obvious arm stilts. Um, but I, uh, I mean, the laser gun was fun because man, I wish we'd had laser guns in nineteen ninety eight. That would have been awesome. But yeah, there's just there's not, there's there's no meat on the bones here. I feel like there's just. It's says, "Oh, and then we need a monster to attack. So here's a monster, and uh, the monster is created through weird science. Okay, that's fine, but like the monster attack, the monster's powers didn't make any sense. The, you know, I mean, it was, it makes, total it was sense. It was non. This movie was nonsensical in a mildly entertaining way. This is how way I was. I think the best way for me to phrase this. So." I don't know, I'll go ahead and throw a number. Do you have anything more to say or do you want me to just throw a number on it, Chris?
1: No, I've what what is there to say? It's uh, it's a an hour's worth of movie.
0: Yeah, it's an hour's it's a yeah, it's hour's worth of the movie. It I thought this was gonna be a Troma film when I saw the trailer for it, but it turns out to be some other kind of distribution company, not named Troma. But it's about that level of quality if if you need a, a as a measuring stick. But um I don't know. I think I like to better, so I will give this a 3.14159 uh, arm stilts out of 10. How about you, Chris?
1: Well, and keep in mind, this is on a curve, but I'm going to give it a, a 6 out of 10. A 6 out of 10, I can't think of anything witty, <laughs> which probably isn't Not m- surprising. Multi-purpose monster venoms. <laughs> Six out of ten
0: Simon computers. There we go. Six out of ten protein checks. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, I actually I have no idea what the guys are watching next week, so uh, I don't think I can say that. But I will say that you uh, should continue to check them out on Horror Show Hot Dog. Uh, they say who they just who they are on Facebook. Uh, you can listen to them at. Uh, the 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 new episodes i think are still showing up on their podbean which is hshd.podbean.com uh but i they do have their archive up at horrorshowhotdog.com which my work blocks for being sexually explicit oh my <laughs> even though i have i mean i know i know there's a lot of sexual tension there between josh and matt but I'm pretty sure that the the internet should not be able to pick that up off uh, from just audio recordings. <laughs> so I'm no internet, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's a good, good place to find them. Uh, they also, I believe Megan also keeps up their Instagram where they're a horror show hot dog. And, uh, so you should check that out. She's always putting good stuff up there. I follow that. And, uh, I think until next time, I will say that I have been Troy, and bah. Yeah, I just want to say
1: thanks for the the chance to do a poor job emulating you guys. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's way harder than it looks, people. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are goddamn professionals.
1: And if you want, to, you want to hear what we do, you should come check us out at SlaughterhousePrincess.com. You can find all kinds of relative links there.
0: <laughs> and we're also Slaughterhouse Princess on Facebook.
1: Yeah. And, um, I don't, I don't know how to sign off. It's not something I'm used to. I guess I'm, I'm Chris. And I'm sorry. I am sorry.